the barrier to success I see more often than anything else is people come in and say, but I need this. My body cannot have that many carbs. I need 1400 calories. Mm. I need this. And my rebuttal is almost always, has that worked for you before? Mm-hmm. What, why are you here if you know what you need? Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? And not much, Josh. Uh, just having a good Thursday. Good, man. Aside from technical issues, you know? <laughs> it wouldn't be a show if something didn't go wrong. That's true. Confident. So that. far. <clears throat> that's the theme so far. We're keeping it consistent, at least. That's true. <laughs> Consistency is key, right? Mm-hmm. So welcome, ev- <laughs> welcome, everyone, to the Inside Wag podcast. Uh, I'm Josh. And I'm Chris. And uh, we are here today with Miss Brittany Werner. Welcome to the Yay. podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Brittany is another coach at Working Against Gravity, and she's been with the company for, uh, I think, around the same time as both me and Chris. So it's been five years, six years? Six-ish, six, maybe. Six-ish. Yeah. I like how we're yeah. all just a little... <laughs> hazy on that because i don't know you lose track of time <laughs> i think yeah. we all kind of came in around the same year just different times throughout the years or something like yeah. that yeah 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 um Brittany <clears throat> does a ton at wag um i mean calling her a nutrition coach is i mean that is one of the things that she does and she's very good at it but she also handles a lot of administrative work and helps us coaches develop and um comes up with different things for us to do different education pieces and things like that. Um, so um, it's really, really awesome to have you on today. And um, looking and forward officially to officially being oh. our first guest. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This we is the first just, podcast with a guest. We can't just sit here and talk <laughs> to each other all the time. No. What a, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess that would be. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's awesome to have you, Brittany. So um I wanted to kind of get things kicked off here and um find out just a little bit more about you and where you're from and um about your family and where you live, stuff like that. Well, all right, so where I'm from. I am originally from a really super small town in southern Ohio called Ripley, Ohio. It's right on the Ohio River, um about fifty minutes outside of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Grew up there. Went to college in West Virginia, went to Marshall University in West Virginia, um, did my undergrad and grad school there. After that, this is a long story. After that, ended up um, in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area. I was recruited for a job there um, as a registered dietitian, went to school for a nutrition degree, um, became an RD, started working there, um, lived in Northern Virginia, D.C. area for gosh, about five years, um, met my now ex-husband. We, he was in the military. We moved to Europe, lived in Europe for about 10 years, all over Europe. Um, had a couple kids, had three girls who are amazing and ended up now where I am in central Pennsylvania, live in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. 
um, with my three girls, Elin, Cora, and Addie. Awesome. So long story to end up <laughs> back in Pennsylvania, which is all not that far from Ohio. So, right yeah. on. so yeah. you said you got your, um, your RD when, uh, so you've been a registered dietitian for how many years? Oh, you're gonna make me say. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't care. Um, so I became a registered dietitian in 2006. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And can you take a second yeah. to differentiate between what that means as being a registered dietitian as opposed to a nutrition coach? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, to become a registered dietitian, there are a few steps you have to go through. First is to have an undergraduate degree um, in nutrition and then to complete a practicum, which is a little different depending on which um, where you complete the practicum. And sometimes it is um, in grouped together with a graduate program, which is how I did it. I tried to kill two birds with one stone, all the different types of nutrition, right? Um, pediatric nutrition, geriatric nutrition with um, renal nutrition, people who have just had heart attacks, um, food service, all of this. So it basically is free labor and all different types of nutrition. Um, then you pass a board certified exam and that lets you practice medical nutrition therapy, which is very different than what you're doing from as a nutrition coach. The difference there is like what we practice here at WAG is we are nutrition coaches where we are here to help guide you through nutrition choices, but we are not practicing medical nutrition therapy. Mm -hmm. So we are able to work here at WAG with folks who maybe have medical issues. For example, if you have type 1 diabetes, we can certainly work with you here at WAG, but we are not managing your type 1 diabetes. Um, we can say, yes, hey, we can help you make food choices, but we're not managing your insulin right? That's for a registered dietitian to handle, um, and in conjunction with your medical provider, right? Sure. So those are the differences there. Cool. Um, so how did you find out about WAG? How did you get started? First coach, first introduction, all that good stuff. I found out about WAG from Instagram, which I think is how <laughs> most people probably found out about WAG. Yeah. Um, I had just given birth to my youngest daughter, Addie, was I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting on the floor, nursing Addie, flipping through Instagram, and found a post from Molly Bomber, who is a cross, former CrossFit athlete, yeah. um, and had posted about a seven-week transformation. I can close my eyes and vividly remember the post. And she had posted about working against gravity, and I thought, oh, what is this? Clicked on it and immediately signed up and became a client started working with coach, worked with my coach and did not tell my coach what I did for a living. She never asked, but I mm -hmm. didn't tell her what I did for a living. Um, I didn't want her looking back. I don't think she would have treated me any differently, but I didn't want her to know that I was a dietitian because I didn't want her to think, you know, to, as a nutrition coach, she didn't have a background um, in nutrition other than her nutrition coach training. I didn't want her to treat me any differently. So I didn't tell her what I did for a living. Um, I just followed her advice, did exactly what she told me to do. And the results spoke for themselves. So, um, let's see, that was maybe in November. I think I worked with her until maybe February and I thought, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. So I just out of nowhere said, are you hiring? Is there any way I can be a part of this? <laughs> and she said, well, let me reach out to a DNC and 
the rest is history. I think that was maybe in February and by March, end of March, April, I became a substitute coach and here we are. Wow. That's awesome. Chris asked me this question um, during our interview and I think it's a really good question. Do you remember your first sub assignment? Yeah. 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 I covered for you, Josh. For me? (laughs) Yeah. No way. Yeah. How about Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. That was not a trick question, by the way. I didn't know. That was not not a setup. (laughs) And it it was back in the spreadsheet days before we had Seismic. Yeah. And it was right as we were porting over to Seismic. We were getting ready to port things over to Seismic. And I was wholly unprepared for the volume of clients. Um, yeah, I was, just com- <laughs> I was completely overwhelmed. And I just remember thinking that the compassion that I needed to put forth to the people that were walking in the door, you know, because to be a substitute coach is, I will say this every single day, is way more challenging than having your own clients. Because you have to learn the per, you have to relearn every single person, every person that you open, you you have to establish relationship. You know, now with my own people, I know them. I've known them for weeks, months, years. You know, when you're a substitute coach, you don't know these people. You have to read the background to deliver a quality service. You have to read the background of every single person to open that check-in. And I remember thinking, who in the hell, who's this person? I have to, you know, and now it's easy because you have seismic and we can read the notes back then. It was like a bunny trail. You had no idea who these people were. Yeah. And I remember, I remember being so overwhelmed and just thinking, I didn't know who Josh, I didn't know who you were then. And I just remember thinking, Oh, I hope I do. Okay. By this guy, yeah. you know, and he, and his people and, oh, and then the spreadsheet scared. I was going to click on the wrong damn thing and I was going to mess it all up. And you remember those spreadsheets, if you clicked on the wrong thing, it was like, exclamation errors everywhere and it was oh god yes i remember yeah that was horrible oh that spreadsheet yeah it's a different time but it definitely speaks to uh how evolved our practices and our ability to coach has become because it has been made easier by seismic hands down yeah you guys still have one of the spreadsheets we should show it to coaches Oh yeah. Coaches. I've got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a history right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you ever look back at your old check-ins to your coaches? Randomly in my yeah. Gmail. Yeah. They'll come yeah. up. I still have them all saved in a folder so I could mm-hmm. just go kind of scan through them. And, uh, I think during the first year of my coaching experience, I would kind of reflect back on that to see how I was spoken to as a coach, you know, and, and kind of comparatively had to how my voice and how I was speaking to clients were. And so, yeah, it's like a little measure, <laughs> yeah. if you will. Yeah. yeah, I'm way better now than I used to be. That's for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I think Ooh. we all are. We yeah, all a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris, what? Uh, what do you got over there, Chris? Um. So <clears throat> we know like how you became a coach and what your interest was in this, but previous to that, in terms of like your nutrition and <laughs> fitness, like. What was your experience in the fitness industry or the fitness world? Like what got you started or what was the inclination for you to make a change in your life uh, with fitness alone before you added the nutrition component to maximize what you got out of your fitness? Yeah. So I've always been an athletic person or tried to be athletic. I don't think I'm like a naturally super athletic person, but I grew up in a really small town where 
if you didn't play sports, there wasn't really a whole lot out there for you. Um, mm. So going into, you know, in high school, I played soccer and basketball and then going into college, I sort of tried to get going. And then um, when I moved to Northern Virginia, I somehow fell into a group of friends who found CrossFit in its really early days, like back in 2008, um, which was great. And it was when, you know, CrossFit really was in its infancy and we were in a strip mall where they hated us, you know, imagine 2008 in a strip mall CrossFit, like right next to a Weight Watchers. I remember it was next to a Weight Watchers and man, those people hated us. And, but it was great. Like it was just great marketing too. Cause it was like, you know, it was, it was the worst location and the best location at the same time. I got my um, level CrossFit level one in 2008. I remember at the time spending a thousand dollars still now spending a thousand dollars is a lot of money on a certification. But back then, you know, I was two years out of grad school and that was a hell of a lot of money for me to spend. And, mm-hmm. um, I started coaching CrossFit classes and just fell in love with it. I was like, this is my sport. Like, this is my jam. Um, I'm five ten and like super lanky and like, functional fitness does not come easy for this body type. You know? it's, not a, it's not a tall person's sport. It's not a tall, tall person's person. sport. Weightlifting, weightlifting is not, um, but I love it. Like it's, mm. I love it. And similar to nutrition coaching, I love coaching. Like I love watching people. I love coaching more than I love doing. And maybe that is, um, maybe that's, that says a little bit about my athletic ability, but I, I just love watching people get their first pull up or their first double under or, mm. or just, I just love it. And, and still it, it just brings all of the feels, you know, and even for myself, even, it's awesome. Like, you know, I turned 40 this year and I'm still, the human body's amazing. Cause I'm still able to do first, you know, I'm still linking, you know, muscle ups together for the first time and doing first that I've never been able to do. And it's like, damn, this is cool. You know, CrossFit allows people to do things that you don't think they should be able to do. And that's why I love it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was the bug for me for sure. Yeah. 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 That's a great, that's a great answer. Um, do you coach at at your, at your gym right now? Mm -mm. No. How long has it been since you last coached? coached in person oh gosh i haven't coached in person since 2013 wow got it yeah it's been a long time yeah kids kids and yeah wag yeah 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 um so we kind of got your background and um you know uh, i guess what what were you doing before um you got hired on the wag like for for work so I worked for a bariatric surgery center. I was a lead dietitian there. So oh, folks right. who, yeah, folks who were looking to have weight loss surgery, um, mm. who were coming in either for gastric bypass or gastric sleeve. Um, so those are primarily folks who had reached, you know, the end of the road, either for medical reasons or mobility reasons, and really were at a point where they needed something drastic to happen in their life. Mm for to keep going and that was really the most rewarding work I had done in a really long time I loved working with that population of of people because they were so driven to make a change in their life and 
um, for a lot of them, they needed to go through three or six months of nutrition counseling before their insurance would approve their surgery. So I ran that program for them. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. It was emotionally very challenging for that population of people, but to see them reach a goal and then ultimately have surgery. And I wasn't usually on the back end to see that was another team of dietitians, but I worked with them on the before part to go through um, the three or six months that their insurance needed for approval. And that was great. I loved working with them, but I was ready for a change. And when WAG and the D hired me on, it was, I was ready for right. to work here, but yeah, I was sad to see that go. Sure. Was mm. it, was it tough to get away from the in-person discussions and the in-person coaching or um, nutrition counseling and going completely virtual? Yes and no. Like I had three small kids at the time, so I was super happy to have a job opportunity where I could stay home. I mean, that's a mom's dream. It really is. Like, and even now, my girls are 7, 10, and 11. I'm able, like this job has afforded me a life that I wouldn't have otherwise, right. you know? Yeah. So while I miss it, I was having this discussion with someone earlier this week. It's like someone said, isn't it great to work from home? And like, it's amazing to work from home. And I've had this discussion with Chris before. It's amazing to work from home, but then there are, you really, you have to force yourself to see other people. I can absolutely, I have an amazing gym in my garage. I can absolutely live my whole week and not (laughs) talk to any other adult. I can just talk to my girls and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be anything out of the ordinary, you know, yeah. you have to force yourself to get outside. So, yeah. um, while it was hard to give up the in-person, it's such a gift to be able to have a fulfilling career that I don't have to leave my house. Yeah. Like, mm. That's great. Aside from those variables, what was the hardest part about transitioning from a office to working from home, establishing your own schedule, getting ahead of your work, or maybe saving it for the last thing you do in the day? Like, how did that work for you? <laughs> I think it's just like anything else. You just have to find a routine and being disciplined, right? Because you can, it's so easy to just push it off, push it off. And then it's, you know, my girls go to bed and you're like, Oh crap. I still have four hours of work to do at night. You just have to establish your routine and be disciplined, you know, and not Mm -hmm. be be a squirrel and like go do this and go do that. And before you know it, you still have, you know, so just have a routine. Mm. Yeah, Very much. Yeah. It's crucial for sure. (laughs) Um, I'm curious as a WAG coach, what is one of your most proudest accomplishments as a coach? I have two. Can I have two? You can have um, two. And all right. They're, Cause they're very different. <laughs> they're very different. Yeah. Um, well, we'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. We'll it. Go ahead. For you. I'm, sure. the, I'm the first guest. So I'm breaking <laughs> yes, the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the rules right, are set two. and broken here. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Forget your rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a long-term client. She's still my client, um, Christina Alcorn, who I worked with her for, still working with her, but up until the point that this happened, we had been working together for about three and a half, almost four years. She was diagnosed with breast cancer and she, I totally gave her the out. I said, listen, I understand you don't want to continue working together throughout treatment. I get it. She said, no, I want to continue working together. She had lost a significant amount of weight. Her goal was to lose weight coming into treatment or coming into WAG. She wanted to lose weight. She's a type 1 diabetic. She lost a ton of weight, looked great. Um, She's a CrossFitter, and she did obstacle course racing. Diagnosed with breast cancer, we worked together all through treatment. Um, Made her way through chemo, radiation, surgery. We minimized the amount of weight she lost through all of that. 
I'm so happy to say she's cancer free. Wow. And uh, it's just been the most rewarding thing from a nutrition standpoint. I don't want to say that nutrition made all the difference, but I do know that working together and focusing on what she was able to eat and making sure that nutrition was a priority through all of this did make a difference for her. She was able to continue crossfitting. She was able to continue participating. And this happened through COVID. Add all that into the mix to be a cancer patient during a pandemic. Talk about scary. Um, To continue doing virtual races. She continued staying active. Man, that was one of the most, if I'm selfish here, that was one of the most rewarding things as a practitioner, as a dietitian I've ever done. Like, Man, and she's still a WAG client now. It it was amazing. I'm so proud of her. And that's one of the most special WAG clients I've ever had. Um, She's just a real amazing human being. And yeah, so now we're back now on the train of trying to lose a little bit of weight again and get back into fighting shape. We're getting ready for the open now again for CrossFit. So yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. What a journey. Um, What a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm damn proud of her. Like (laughs) just great. Um, my next one is, um, a client, Liz Bride, who made it to the CrossFit games this year in the upper extremity adaptive division. Wow. And another person who I'm just incredibly, incredibly proud of. Um, I've never had an individual games athlete before as a client and she made it to the games this year and talk about pride, just another person who I'm just incredibly proud of to be able to work with. And, um, she made it. And just like anyone who reaches the pinnacle of their sport, it's an incredibly heartfelt journey with a lot of sacrifices and she's a mother and that's a long journey and she did it. And it was so cool just to watch her go through all of that and make it and to see your client on television. It's, yeah. it's cool. It's, I mean, <laughs> so I know that I know Josh, you've coached a lot of athletes as well, but it's just like, wow. Like I was just sitting in my living room watching her and it's like, Oh, I know her, you yeah. know, like she's like, what? <laughs> this is so cool. Um, you know, cause I normally coach my, my bread and butter is average moms, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so that was great. So those are my, my two, I think favorite, I don't want to say favorite, but favorite moments, definitely. Yeah. 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 Those are good ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. It's all like when me and Chris did our episodes talking about it, it's really hard. It's really hard to like wow. think about that because we've all worked with so many people and so many different kinds of people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that, I mean, those are incredible stories. Those are like, abnormally incredible (laughs) stories but i bet that if you open like your client list on any given day you could you know most coaches i would say probably all of us could Mm -hmm. pick one from like every single day that has had some Mm -hmm. sort of like major i mean we have had an impact on their lives but they've also had an equally impactful uh you know effect on us too so it's yeah it's a those were great that was like man those are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> powerful yeah. stuff powerful journeys those those women have been yeah. on i can talk about clients forever like i have so many that are just great like yeah yeah i i talk about this with jess sometimes is like if if uh you know because again we we all have quite a few but if you were to open up like our seismic files and just point to someone and be like this person you could like in a snap <laughs> you know like every well not everything but most things about them just by looking yeah. at their name it's uh, mm-hmm. 
this job mm-hmm. is so cool in so many ways. It's so demanding in so many ways. And you just like, I don't know, it's a special thing. I think that if, whether you're coaching for WAG or you're with WAG, or if you're doing it with someone else or you're coaching other people, I think that if you're doing it right, then it's probably like a really demanding pursuit, you know, in a, in a very good way. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like that was a unintentional segue, but my, uh, my next question for you is last week I phrased this different. I think about it. <laughs> it's kind of a two-parter. It's kind of a two-parter because it's okay. There are, no, there are no rules. There are. That's right. We make the rules. We break the rules. So the question is what is one piece of advice that you love to give to clients and the second part is what's one piece of advice that clients need to hear that you give them? Because they're not always the same, right? Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, on the spot. Tough question. <laughs> I, I, I need a uh, soundboard for the, like the, uh, the Jeopardy millionaire. Or yeah, Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You I get a million okay, dollars if you answer this question correct. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a, there's a saying, and I'm sure I'm going to get it wrong. It's like, um, if you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. But mm. if you're willing to learn, no one can stop you. So beautiful. I'm sure I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but you get the gist. Like the thing is, like when you come into coaching, and especially like if you come into this situation and you hire a nutrition coach you have to be willing to learn you have to be willing to set aside what you think you need what you think your body needs what you think you know about your own nutrition and just let me or josh or chris or whatever nutrition coach you have been assigned to let us take the reins just let us do it for 12 weeks or however long you're willing to trust us, let us do it. We have your best interest at heart. You have hired us for a reason. And just let us do it. Let us take that stress. Let us take that burden. And let us drive this car. If you would just let us do this, I promise you. And I know, who am I? But just let us take this. And I promise you, the destination will be worth it. That's what I want everyone to take away from this. The barrier to success I see more often than anything else is people come in and say, but I need this. My body cannot have that many carbs. I need 1400 calories. Mm. I need this. And my rebuttal is almost always, has that worked for you before? Mm -hmm. Why are you here if you know what you need? Why did you hire me if you have the answer? You have to be willing to open your heart, open your mind to an idea that maybe you don't know what you need. And that is a hard pill to swallow. And sometimes you have to set your ego aside just a little tiny bit. And I'll tell a story that is hard sometimes for me to tell. Um, You know, I I have a master's degree in nutrition. Um, and I came into WAG 45 pounds overweight and could not handle my own nutrition. I didn't know what the hell I needed. 
And I know a lot about nutrition. (laughs) Just because you know a lot about nutrition does not mean you can handle your own shit. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. knowing a lot about nutrition and knowing how to manage your own nutrition are two very different things. And there's a lot of shame in that for a lot of people. I had a lot of shame in that. And still sometimes I have a lot of shame in that. So that's what I try to convey to a lot of people is, or to everyone is that just because you think, you know, you don't know, (laughs) you know, just because you read in a book that this is, you know, what most people need and this is what protein does. And this is um, how amino acids work in the body. Just because you know all of those things, that's amazing to have all of that knowledge, but that doesn't make you an expert on what you need in your body. You hired us for a reason. Let, let me try. And hey, yep. if it doesn't work, I will be the first to admit it didn't work. And then we can try it your way. But if you just let me try, I can almost guarantee you, if we work together, we'll get there. Yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway from like my own journey was that that two years spent working with a coach was actually a lot of deprogramming of what I had come to think that I knew or learned through my own exploration of nutrition and all that stuff and actually was uh, given the actual guidance to better understand it so that those choices became a bit easier to make because there was an understanding of why I was making those decisions and what they did to align with my goals and all that stuff. So yeah, you hit that on the head for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's like, don't get me wrong. This it's a partnership. Like I need feedback from the client. I need the client to tell me, Hey, this is working. This isn't working. Cause I'm not there with you, mm-hmm. but what I don't need are walls. You know, right. when you come in and say, um, I can't eat more than 1400 calories. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll tell you when I joined, if she would have told me to eat 300 grams of protein a day, I would have done it. I would have found a way to do it. I would have thought she had lost her mind, but I would have tried to do it (laughs) because I was at a point where I was like, what I'm doing isn't working. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure as hell going to try whatever it is that this chick is telling me to do because the people who are doing her plan, it's working. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just what I would like clients to try to understand is not blind faith, but faith while trying to educate yourself. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. 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 But like trust with education. That's why. Like trust me, but ask why. That's my favorite client of client when it's like, hey, why are we doing this? And I'm on board. Yeah. Hmm. I Did love I answer that. your question? I feel like I went yes. no, <laughs> in a lot of good. directions mm-hmm. there. No, those are the oftentimes the best answers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that, I mean, what people need to hear is for for you. What people need to hear is also simultaneously what, um, you like to give them. You know what I mean? Like that two part question for you kind of becomes one. You know, it's yeah. not really that much different. So that's um that's powerful stuff. And I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, what people need to hear is the truth, always, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of times, and everyone needs to be coached a little differently, right, and it's all about reading the room and what people need, like, what I need is something different than what you need, and Mm -hmm. and that, you develop, you grow as a coach, but I will always firmly believe what people need is the truth, 
right? Um, mm-hmm. If that's always what people need, if you're trying to reach a goal and you're not doing what you need to get to the goal, you need to hear what you need to do to get there. You always need the truth. Always. If you're killing it, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're killing it. You're doing great. If you're not, I'm going to tell you now how I tell you that you're not <laughs> getting there. is going to be different based right. on mm-hmm. the, the coaching style needed. Um, but what people need to hear is the truth always. Yeah. Love that. Agreed. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, All right. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that, I mean, I feel like we could probably keep talking for like forever. <laughs> um, we can do part two later. Do part two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once we talk to all the coaches and we kind of get to know everybody a little bit better, then we are going to move into like what I would consider like a season two of the podcast where we actually do roundtable discussions about nutrition topics and things like that, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, kind of plays to your point, Brittany, is like people need to hear the truth and there's a lot of junk. I mean, how many clients have you had that signed up? I mean, they found us on Instagram or they heard Mm -hmm. us regardless of where they heard us go on Instagram and go to like your search bar or your like recommended and like, look at how many people are giving out like nutrition advice or trying to sell some sort of special program or sell this and that. And it's like, no wonder, like no wonder mm-hmm. people are confused about what the heck's going on. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do here with WAG is like, just, you know, pull the curtain back. Like let's, mm-hmm. let's decouple this. Let's uncomplicate it for you. Right. Absolutely. All right. So we're kind of nearing the end of our time here with you, Brittany. So I'm going to give you the choice between okay. one last question. So All right. you can either tell us what something most people may not know about you or what's an experience in recent memory that's been a lot of fun for you or very memorable? Oh, I have a pretty open book, so I feel like most people know most things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, a recent memory that's been fun. Uh, we'll go with a recent fun memory. Okay. Um, the summer, I had a really fun summer. I feel like it was the first summer that for the past few years, past like, it's been like COVID junk. So I feel like this summer was really the first summer in a while that felt normal. And I was able to go on trips with my girls and it was great. And so the three of us, well, the three girls, but me, we went, I have great friends in my neighborhood. I live in a great neighborhood. Um, we went to the beach, went to Myrtle beach. It was wonderful. And it was the first trip. My girls, I think I told you earlier, are seven. I have to think 10 <laughs> and, and 11. <laughs> she's getting ready to turn 10. So she's 10, um, seven, 10 and 11. And it was the first time we went to the beach and I didn't feel like I had to constantly watch. And it wasn't like someone was going to drown at any minute, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, Josh, you know how that is. It's yeah, not like you're at the moment where someone could drown at any moment. So, yeah. Yeah. um, and it was just so nice. It was just nice to be at the beach and like, it's not, you weren't worried about anyone breathing on anyone. And like, it's just like, we can just, it was fine. And it, it was just the stress of the past two years. I really had a moment sitting there at the beach where it was like, I almost had this like, oh, God, we made it moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is so relaxing. And it was great. And it was the first trip I had taken by myself with my three girls. And that was like, you know, drove 10 hours there and it was, it was just really great and wonderful. And we had a 
wonderful week and we were there with the neighbors and their kids and it was just it was just a wonderful summer we just had a great summer actually this whole summer was great and freaking freezing here today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is horrible but we just had a wonderful summer and it was um you know as my girls get older i cherish these summers because i know they're few and they're starting to be few and far between you know but um so the summer was great and i started now to live for these summers um yeah. summer trips but that was wonderful and as they're getting older like i said i just cherish those memories more and more um and it makes me tying back into your question about working from home it makes me cherish this job and what we do even more being able like now you know they're going to be home here in you know 45 minutes makes me cherish this even more than i'm here when they get home from the bus and how thankful i am to have be able to build a career where i'm here when they leave in the morning and here when they come home there's i don't take that for granted not a day in my life because there are not a lot of opportunities like that where I can build a career um, that I love doing and I'm here for my girls and I I love that it's amazing it's like a triumphant return to normalcy after this last couple of two to three years of just everyone experienced the shared experience if you will and everyone's was different but yeah yeah that's beautiful different boat same storm very good (laughs) that's that's a good good (laughs) saying Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Brittany, for sharing so much with us today. And I'm sure that the listeners got a ton out of this. Um, uh, I will say that if anyone's listening to this and has not considered nutrition coaching or checked us out, um, please do at workingagainstgravity.com. And you can work with Brittany or you can work with Chris or me or one of the other awesome and wonderful coaches that we have on staff. Um, so if you're ready to take that next step, then please, please check us out. Um, again, thank you so much, Brittany. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot, for Brittany. having me. Yeah. <laughs>